I'm Denny Van, and I am the host of Heartfelt Awakening Radio, and I'm also the owner of Heartfelt Awakening LLC. We are a multimedia publishing company, and I'm here to share my story about anxiety. And the story starts out in 2001 on my 35th birthday. And I received something that I didn't realize at the time was a gift. And on my 35th birthday, I received a call from the doctor after getting a biopsy. And his first words out of his mouth were, I'm sorry. So you know it's bad news when the doctor starts out by saying, I'm sorry. And I could feel my anxiety go right through the roof. And he goes on to say that I did have cancer and gave me some next steps to do. And of course, your body is filled with anxiety, thinking of all the worst things, right? And then trying to share with people what's going on, because of course they see you or don't see you for a while and what's going on. You know, I was diagnosed with cancer and their reactions gave me anxiety. So I really had to kind of step back a little bit and check in. And this was hard to do because my world was so busy. You know, at the time I was 35 years old in 2001, my kids were six years old and 12 years old. My husband and I were married about 14 years at the time. And here I am with a diagnosis of cancer. And believe it or not, I was at the top of my career at the time. I had contracts with government and tech companies all over the Chicagoland area. So on the outside, I looked highly successful. But on the inside, I was literally dying. So my anxiety was through the roof. There was no controlling it. And so I went to the next step after the doctor told me what the next steps were and it was to see the surgeon about what to do next and the surgeon was talking at me not to me and so i kind of felt invisible which made me even more anxious because he didn't see me he saw his plan and his plan was to inject me with radioactive dye to determine if i was going to get chemo with my radiation And of course, I had to do that right away, but after he gets back from vacation. And so just a couple months later, I was planning a trip with my youngest sister and my two children to go to Disney World. So I asked him, will I be able to take my children on vacation? And he said, oh no, cancel your plans. And the first thing out of my mouth was, you tell my seven-year-old he's not going to Disneyland. And we say the strangest things, we do the strangest things, we behave in the strangest ways when our body is just full of anxiety. I was not thinking clearly. And there was a tiny, tiny, tiny little voice inside that said all of the things the doctor wanted to do for my cancer, that said, that's not for you. And it took everything in my being to push everything else out of the way, to listen to that voice inside. It said, that's not for you. But I didn't know what was. And so this created anxiety. So I told the doctor, I'm not doing any of that. And he pretty much (laughs) was very disappointed and disapproval. 
and said I would be dead in two years. And of course, my anxiety went right through the roof. Of course, I don't want to be dead in two years. Oh my gosh, let's see, in two years, my kids will be eight and you know, 14. And today they're 28 and 33. So, so much time has passed, but looking back on it, I was so full of anxiety. I could not think straight. So I told the doctor no to that, but what was I going to do? So the next step was to remove the tumor. I did do that. I removed the tumor and I met with my oncologist and she told me, honey, you have to have a plan. If you're going to turn down this treatment, I need to see what your plan is for the next five years. And so I started an inner journey of getting to know myself. And believe it or not, on my five-year visit with the oncologist, she said, I never want to see you again. And I said, gladly, but I want to share with you what I learned. And this is so important. What I learned were habits that I was doing to myself. These were things that I was creating within me. And I want to talk about five habits to break right now to begin to erase anxiety because anxiety is something that starts from the inside out. We might look at something and say, that is causing me anxiety. But our reaction to our external world stems from something inside. It starts there. So one of the first things I learned to do was to stop overthinking. And again, this is a habit. This was a habit I learned to do. How many of us overthink? I'll tell you, most people will raise their hand back in the time when we actually did live events. Hopefully we'll be doing those again, but overthinking is a habit. It's a pattern. It's a behavior. And it's not who you are. Your mind is not who you are. So when we start to recognize and become aware when we are overthinking, this can get, this can actually be a trigger to start a new habit. So, oh, wow, here I go. I'm overthinking again. Now it's time to focus, refocus my energy, focus on something that I need to get done. Uh, stop self-sabotaging, right? So reframe my focus was something that I personally did when I found myself in the habit of overthinking. The second thing I learned was trying to make everyone happy. So here's the thing, a little secret about me. I'm a recovering people pleaser. And when people are not happy, it gives me extreme anxiety. I'm the second oldest of eight kids, right? So I learned at a very age how to please other people. And when somebody wasn't happy, my anxiety was through the roof. And I know there's a lot of you out there can relate to this, but I'm here to tell you, this is a pattern. This is a behavior. This is a habit that you can now reframe and replace. So instead of trying to make everyone else happy, what am I doing for me? I should be doing self-care. 
I need to take care of myself first because if I'm not taking care of myself, who's gonna take care of my family? So I had to reframe this habit of trying to make everyone else happy to reframing to making sure, am I happy? Am I doing what's right for me? Where's my mindset? What am I feeding my body? What thoughts am I having? What am I feeding my mind? All of this, I began to recognize as habits that needed to be broken or replaced. And I began to recognize when I fell into that habit. Yes, it took time, but this was the work. Number three, living in the past. So here's the thing, when you get a diagnosis like, uh, I'm sorry, you have stage four malignant melanoma, uh, you tend to go right into the past to figure out what you did wrong to get this consequence of what happened. And it was very easy to do. And what I wasn't doing was being present with my body, asking my body what it needed. And as soon as I recognized I was living in the past again, I set up tools to help me reframe, heal the past, because I too live with past traumas that perhaps have not been healed and they're still within the nervous system. And so living in the past brings you out of right now. It closes you off to possibilities and it keeps you stuck in habits that no longer serve. And I had to recognize that living in the past was not serving me right now. And this was a very important habit for me to break. And next, number four, the fourth habit to break right now in order to erase anxiety. And when I say erase, obviously it's not something that's gone right away. It's something that is progressive and it gets lighter and it gets lighter and lighter. And then over time, this is something that is no longer there. It's like a ghost. Number four is worrying. I learned that worrying, the behavior itself, the habit of worrying was a complete waste of my precious energy. Because what we're doing when we're worrying is we're looking at all of the things we don't want to happen. So getting a cancer diagnosis, what's the number one thing I don't want to happen? Exactly what they told me would happen in two years. I'm going to be dead. So can you imagine worrying 24 seven, no relief at all? I had to find a way to break this habit pronto. And I used neurokinesis because what I tended to do, and I think a lot of us do this, we're trained to do this. We tend to push things down. We don't wanna deal with it. And learning how precious my energy was and what a waste it was to put it on worrying that I couldn't see all of the possibilities right in front of me. So worrying actually blinded me from the solutions that were right in front of me that I couldn't see. So once I began to reframe worrying 
to releasing, releasing that energy, letting it go, using neurokinesis to work with the body and the muscle memory to let those go, to create some inner space. And once I created this inner space, whoa, I like to call this inner space a vital nutrient. And once you experience it, you'll know why. The fifth habit that you should break right now to begin to erase anxiety, number five, doubting yourself. I doubted myself. And here's what I learned about doubting myself. I kept comparing myself to others. So if somebody was doing well with their cancer, I compared myself, well, I'm not doing well with mine. This created self-doubt. What I had to do was look at my body and what my body needed. And my body needed more inner space. It, me it needed to release, detox. I did tests and I found out I had heavy metals off the charts in my body. So I had to go through detoxing those things, not only of physical things, but also emotional and mental things. There were mental beliefs that I held on to that I realized were creating doubt. They were creating polarized beliefs. So right now I believe that my body can heal itself. I believe that voice inside that said, that therapy is not for you. But then I compare myself to others and I create this self-doubt. So I have to reframe this and realize when I'm in self-doubt, when I'm doubting myself, I let go of everything I'm comparing myself to because I've learned comparing myself kills authenticity. And when you stand in confidence and authenticity, there's no such thing as self-doubt. So this year, and actually at the time of this recording, I'm celebrating 20 years since receiving that phone call. I'm so sorry. You have cancer. And going through anxiety, and instead of Resisting anxiety, because what you resist persists, right? So instead of resisting it, I began to integrate it. And by integrating it, these five habits right here is what I started with and starting to change. And this right here, you have 100% control over. Everything else you have absolutely no control over. So you have control over overthinking. You can redirect your thoughts. You can redirect your activities, set up a plan. It can be done. I am proof of that. Number two, trying to make everybody else happy. Well, if you've ever taken a trip on a plane, they'll tell you when the oxygen masks come down, put yours on first before you even think about helping anybody else next to you. Put your oxygen mask on first. So this is so important with making you happy because everybody else's happiness is up to them. And number three, 
living in the past. Just stop it. What are you doing right now? What are you grateful for right now? What do you need to let go of right now? How can you open and expand right now? And stop worrying. It's such a waste of your precious energy. When you redirect that worry energy to the things you want, this is when miracles happen. And stop doubting yourself. You can do this easily by stop comparing yourself. And this right here has erased my anxiety. And I become well aware when I start falling back into these habits. And then I begin to purposely, with intention, reframe those habits to turn them around for me. Our podcast is off the charts. We have wonderful subscribers and it has been such a wonderful journey because I learned on my birthday on that day, every moment is such a gift. And when you experience it with anxiety, this is true suffering. You're missing out on the gift. Thank you so much. If you'd like to get in contact with me, check out us everywhere on social media at Heartfelt Awakening. Take care.